Hey, Angela here. Before we begin this episode, I'd like to invite you to join our Substack community, where you'll get more founder profiles, exclusive behind-the-scenes content, first access to all my original work, and access to our community group chat. All you have to do is click the link in the description. I love and appreciate your support. It's awesome to see all your comments, email responses, and reactions. I'm happy to share this journey with you. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you guys so much for listening to Honey and Hustle. We are a visual podcast that features conversations with small business owners, creative entrepreneurs, and those in the nonprofit community. We're so glad that we started sharing our podcast here on Anchor FM. And if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, and it will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on all the major platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you're listening to this right now, download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Thank you to Blackology Coffee Company for sponsoring this video. Take 10% off your next order at Blackology Coffee Company by using the link at the description, www.blackologycoffeecompany.com backslash Angela. Hey everybody, this is Angela with Honey and Hustle. And on this episode, I got the amazing opportunity to speak with someone from my hometown, Phoenix City, Alabama. Um, we did it via Zoom. Um, I'm super excited for you guys to meet Dr. LaCarrie Mack. Um, she's an incredible, incredible um, maker and creator based out of Phoenix City. Um, it's always good to just connect with people who are doing great things from where you're from and amplify them and give them a chance to share their story. And I think hers is a really unique one um, for all those people who maybe are into a career and kind of thinking about doing a side hustle, not because you need the money, but just because it's something that you're passionate about and then it turns into something more. And because this episode is being released on the week of Christmas, we have a very, very special giveaway for you guys. So stay tuned to the end so you can figure out how you can win a $25 gift card to shop with at home at the dock. Hey everybody, my name is Angela, and on this episode of Plan and Hustle, um, I have a guest who wears a lot of different hats. She has experience and degrees in higher education, politics, and she has her own business, At Home with a Dog. So please give me a warm, warm welcome for the founder of At Home with a Dog, LaCarrie Mack. Yay! <laughs> Dr. LaCarrie Mack, excuse me, Dr. LaCarrie Mack, cannot forget. No worries, <laughs> no worries. So, Obviously, you have your PhD. Well, not obviously. To me, it's obvious. I know that you have your PhD and that you have multiple degrees um, um, from your master's to your PhD. And you work as a professor and you still are in higher education now, but you also have this business at home with a dog. You have a lot of great different products like the scrubs, which I love. Those are my personal favorite. The t-shirt, you know, the door hangers, things like that. So can you tell me why you decided to kind of have this side business, side hustle, if you will, when you have kind of achieved what a lot of people feel like is the mecca of higher education, which is getting a PhD? Awesomeness. Well, um, I think, no, I know balance is very important um, in any situation. Um, and also, um, I tell people all the time, no matter how hard you work for something or in one direction, you always have to leave room for God. And so he always has a purpose in everything that he does. And so, um, you know, just being a woman of color, in my mindset right off the top, 
you know, we've never been limited to one realm of anything, you know. Um, my mother, my my grandmother, my aunts, my family members, you know, we've all had special talents and gifts. And I tell anyone, no matter what credentials you earn, it's always a good place to find what brings you joy. And so at Home With The Doc brings me a lot of joy. Um, and so um, a couple of things triggered at Home With The Doc. Um, one was um, going natural or returning to natural, whatever the politically correct term is, um, but embracing my natural hair. And so that started about 2016, you know, and just being a Southern Belle, I will tell you, I was not trying to hear it when um, they said I had to give up my every on the dot uh, six week perm. You know, I just was not having it on uh, my hair has always been long and so i'm like really you know you want me to start over in some capacity you know i finally have my hair trained um, i have my appointment set you know life is good um but we're always open to change and so um i read about it i studied about it i did my own research by talking to other sisters um and sisters you know who um had taken the journey and I was just intrigued. Um, and also, um, at that point, my hair was becoming overprocessed, And so it had to be trimmed to a point anyway. And I was like, well, you know, this is a great time to, to start the process. And then my mom being the queen that she is, she went ahead and did the big chop. And we look identical. So I was like, she is looking fabulous. <laughs> you know, I was like, okay, because I never had short hair, not to my knowledge, you know, maybe as a child, but um, I've always had long hair. So I never knew what I looked like without it. And so uh, we, once I saw hers, it just triggered. I was like, let's go get this chopped. And so I went to Atlanta with one of my other sisters. That was my birthday gift. She experienced my big chop with me. Um, and just nurturing my hair and learning what works with that, it shifts everything else to focus on your skin, your body. And I'm very sensitive to so many products. And so I got to the point where I went back to my roots. My grandmother made what she needed, so I started making what I needed. And so I just decided to share that with others, that we would have conversations. They were interested in it. Um, all of the ingredients are organic. I make sure they're USDA certified, um, and they're filled with so much love. Um, and, you know, and I tested other products, you know, researched them as well. And I just didn't find what fit my melanin. And I really wanted to make sure, um, as you can see my skin, you know, it just went, it just kept going. Um, so I made my own deodorant, you know, the body scrubs, the body butter. I'm actually working on some new products, some, some bath milks and soaps. So I'm really excited about it. Um, all those things that really promote self-care um, and it's just a genuine feeling you can't buy when you know what you're putting on your body. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah. Um, and I think you touched on something that's really important too, which is, you know, even though you are a woman of color and you're returning to the hair that naturally grows out of your head, you still have to educate yourself on how to take care of it, right? Exactly. And so sometimes we assume that because other people are maybe share similarities in skin color and lineage and heritage and culture and the way they grew up, that they're automatically 
going to connect with something. And that may not always be the case, right? Very true. Very true. I have three sisters and only one of my sisters has the same grade of hair that I have, you know. Even my mom does not have the same grade of hair. And so I'm a, I, I'm considered a 4C, which I own boldly and proudly. I love my curl pattern, but it is work. And it and, and, and what I first got frustrated about is constantly changing. A product I may have tried initially does not work now, you know. So I have to, you have to be flexible. Um, in that process, but I think about my hair shifting just as I do. We grow and we make adjustments. So I'm personally loving it. So I'm, I like to find a product that works, you know, and I tell people, you know, you know, stick to the sample size or the small size to see, you know, because our products are kind of expensive. And so to see what works for you. Um, and then once you find it, run with it, run with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you talked about having conversations with people who may be interested in going natural or who are natural and who want to try something different um, like your product. So what are some of the ways that you started facilitating those conversations where you could one, educate people and two, also kind of see what they liked in previous products that they may have tried that you maybe can incorporate to yours to help, it, help your products work better for them? Awesomeness. Uh, well, one thing that I found, you know, people, you know, in business, they're so concerned about social media and that way, don't get me wrong, it's a great form of branding, but that everyday interaction with individuals, money can't really put a price tag on that. And so a lot of the women that I call my sister circle, they would share things with me. They'll ask me, why, how's your skin? What are you doing? Um, or I don't really wear perfumes and colognes. Um, but the sense of my natural products, they're like, oh my God, what are you wearing? And I'm like, my scrub? <laughs> That's what I love about it. It's a natural essence to what you're already doing. It's not overwhelming, but it's very uh, attractive. One of my sugar scrubs, you have to be careful because you will want to eat it, you know? And so <laughs> I tell customers, yes, it's natural organic. You can't eat it, but please don't. Um, but that's how you know that it's a great product. And that's a part of the research and having conversations with women. Another thing that I found, particularly for women of color, is that a lot of products do not, you know, have enough oils. And so I'm excessive in the oils because one, I want your product to be of quality and I want it to last a long time, but I am very meticulous, very um, expensive when it comes to oils that I use in my products. And so you will see that in, in, in time. So you kind of get addicted to it and you get a, a, you know accustomed to a certain level of moisture that again, my scrubs, once you get out of the shower, you don't have to put anything else on, you can go through the day. And so that's what I personally loved about it because it fit my lifestyle. If you're on the go, you're at school, you may be a mother, you may be a wife, you may be involved in your church, in your community. You know, if you can alleviate some things, some stress and, you know, make that time work for you, it's a great investment to come up with those products because I just was a woman on the run and I didn't have time when I get out of shower to sit there and lotion and oil up. And I'm like, oh, this scrub is great because I'm already moisturized. Let's get dressed, let's get out the door. So, you know, those type things um, were some of the things that I found in research and creating those conveniences that actually fit your lifestyle. And that led more to 
the types of products and you know for dry skin to eczema you know taking all those things in consideration of actually listening to people and what they need and so i enjoy the personal interaction because it helps me enhance what i can offer and it also enhances those who are partaking their experiences so that's always a great feeling yeah, yeah, and that's that's so key. It's like creating an experience for people. Exactly. I'm all about the experience. All about the experience. Yeah. So one thing I think that you touched on that maybe a lot of people may not pick up on when they go to buy something like a Nike shoe or they go to buy Jordans or they go to buy Adidas, any kind of product that can be considered art that somebody has made, somebody has crafted. Um, is that people transition them from a theme to a lifestyle brand. So how does this yes. fit into the way that you live? And you really touched on that so heavily with your product is one thing, how do I live? What is convenient for me? How do I use this product? What is something that I would want that I haven't seen on the market yet? Um, and the type of person who would use this? Is this somebody like me? Is this somebody who maybe is similar to me or similar to who could benefit from this that probably hasn't thought about how convenient this experience their lifestyle. So it's not only giving them the experience of here's this new product that can enhance your life, but here's why you should use it. Um, and so totally. I think that's so important, so important. Yeah. And um, I think that's a, a big tip for branding, Angela, because so many people um, social media can overwhelm you and think that everyone is your, your clientele. Everyone is not your clientele. Um, it really enhances what you do when you're centered around what you specialize in. And so it's very important to know your area of expertise and your specialty. You know, I know that my products are not for everyone. Um, and they were not necessarily created for everyone, not to be exclusive, but to specifically cater to those persons that it fits. Most in the South, because we're trying to accommodate everyone and everything doesn't work for everyone and we have to be okay with that again it's not to be discriminatory but my goal has always been to do whatever i do to do it well um and so and to give of my best to whomever is partaking in it so that's why i say it's filled with love because when i go and i select certain things um it's kind of like oprah's favorites you know i want to make sure you're getting my favorites what i use myself you know and what my family uses and so that's important to me um to know that that's the, t the level of thought um and detail that goes into what um is produced yeah yeah so how have you been able to balance this with your career and higher education well i'm loving it honestly because um COVID has naturally done what COVID is doing the pandemic and not being able to get some of the things you prefer and and and, and enhance what you have but just kind of keeping it steady and consistent um but for me um for example the wreath making that came out of um just finding my happy place again you know um you can have the title you can have the position but that does not mean you're happy um and so with all my accolades all my credentials i was in a a, a role particularly at an institution that was not mentally healthy for me um it was not feeding my spirit in the best way um and honestly i was at a point that i had outgrown it 
it did not fit me. It did not fit my level of growth. Um, I couldn't grow there anymore. And I think sometimes people get, I don't, you know, people get uh, uh, stuck for lack of a better word and trying to stay somewhere that's not allowing them to grow and, and to fit because, hey, it looks like you've arrived and it looks great on your resume, um, but you're going home every day absolutely emotionally drained, spent, you know, unhappy, unfulfilled. And so a lot of times people are afraid to either make a change or add to what you already have because society says you have more than enough and you have arrived. And so what happened was I was at the point I hated to go into my office. I was like, this is just not life right now. And so I knew I had a certain amount of time um, to complete where I was. And so I said, hey, let me try to put something pretty on my door. Maybe that will help me go into this space that I am daily despising, you know? <laughs> and so um, I shared it with some of my mentees. I simply went to Hobby Lobby, maybe uh, I think Michael's as well. Those are, you know, my, the, I live there, Joey. The people know me very well, okay? <laughs> and so um, I created this wreath and I shared it with one of my, a couple of my mentees in a group message. I think we were using um, a group uh, text app or something and I'm like, oh my goodness Dr. May that is so cool would you make me one I'm like sure you know and honestly it just went from there never thinking anything special of it and it just continued to grow and just a, being a person of education I continued to 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 learn new processes new techniques new designs and it just kept going and it became my happy place and so um, it was a way to, to go to therapy without therapy, a therapist rather. So it was a happy outlet. And again, being it, you know, someone who's as educated as I am and, 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 and uh, most black women, period, women of color, um, highly educated, we don't really have those conversations about how do I find a hobby or something that fulfills me that's outside of the technicalities or the academia. And so for me, you know, they're like, you have a PhD, but you're making reefs. Hey, why not? You know what I mean? So I totally enjoyed it. So it became my happy place. It still is my happy place. And so that's how it happened. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's um that's such a good story to hear because I think so many people may be fighting with those same things. Like maybe they won't quit but then they get fired and they're like, Oh, throughout the fresh air, you know, I've been waiting for this. I've been yeah! waiting for this sign to you know, and it doesn't always have to be that way. Like, I mean, obviously you may still quit or you may still decide to you know, get fired or whatever, furloughed, whatever happens, because, you know, pandemic is impossible, but, you know, that doesn't mean you should wait until that happens to start whatever it is that makes you happy. And that doesn't always necessarily mean you have to do it for money, but, you know, exactly. just finding something that works for you, and if it, if it comes out, that's awesome too, but understanding where your joy lies and, you know, working towards that is just never, like, it's not exclusionary, like you said. It doesn't matter exactly. what your education level is, it doesn't matter how much you make, it doesn't matter what society says, you know, you should be content with, you know, in exactly. life. Exactly. And I just I hope whoever's watching this, whatever woman is sitting there pondering, you know, um, 
should I take that leap? Should I do something different? You know, I always advise anyone, young, old, rich, poor, whatever, do what sets your spirit free. Do what you can sleep with at night. Because sometimes, as you said, Angela, the pressure will be so strong, you have no choice except to move or to shift. And so um, just know that you will land on your feet. You will be better than you were. Um, you know, personally, I'm in a better financial situation. I'm in a better spiritual situation. Um, my anxiety and stress has really shifted, um, you know, and I feel like I can breathe. And I know some of those spaces can really make you feel smothered, like you're losing your breath, literally. And so just know that greatness is within you. And so why not find out what that greatness is and what it could be you know it's like a lot of people say well oh, but what if you fly you know what if you soar you know and hopefully you can bring others with you um and empower them while you're doing it so that my friend is what i call success <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i like that yeah sometimes you gotta write your own definition of success exactly know? stop letting yeah. people define you why we're in a, why why be caged in yeah why <laughs> <laughs> I think that's such a great note to end on. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for coming here with us today virtually. You're in Phoenix City, right? Yes, I'm in Phoenix City, um, but um, I consider myself to be international. Uh, so anywhere you want to reach me, anywhere you want to travel, me to come visit, I'll be happy to go. So um, I tell people all the time, you know, they talk about Alabama and the, the state of it, but I'm grateful as a person who lives on purpose, that is simply a launching pad for me. You know, I've been able to travel internationally, domestically. Um, I think there are only maybe two, maybe two domestically and maybe three places um, internationally that I haven't traveled to that I would like to do. But most of the places that I've liked, I've wanted to experience, I've been able to do so though. So please don't let your zip code define you or what people assume, you know, just, you know, do you and, and you can always win in that way. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> you. Awesome. City to the world. <laughs> yes. Hey, here I come. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for sticking around to the end of the video. I hope you guys enjoyed hearing more about LaCarrie and what she does and her story um, as an entrepreneur, as a maker, as a creator, as someone who just let their passion guide them into what they're doing now. As promised, since you stayed to the end of the episode, we are doing a giveaway and I'm gonna tell you how to enter. Uh, so to enter to win $25 gift card to At Home at the Dock, um, where you get your scrubs, your door hangers, your door wreaths, all those beautiful things. Um, like this video, like both Honey and Hustle and At Home with the Dock on Facebook and comment under this video when you're done so we'll know that you've done it and we'll enter you to win that $25 gift card. Um, since it is kind of a little close to Christmas, we're going to let you guys enjoy your family time, as will we. And we'll get back to you guys next week with the winner of the gift card. Again, thank you guys so much for watching. Good luck on the giveaway. $25 gift card is at stake. So yeah, do your best. Get your family and friends to enter with you over this holiday season, whether that be via Zoom or safely together. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the holidays. Talk soon.